podcast where we explore good things in Everett, Washington. My name is Garrett Hunt. And I am Tyler Chisholm. And I am producer Henry J. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number 126, which is brought to you by Milltown Credit Union. Going strong since 1939, join us as we celebrate 80 years in business. From Visa cards to checking accounts, Milltown Credit Union is your one stop for all your financial needs. Visit us at milltowncu.org or stop by at 3102 Broadway here in Everett. Okay, so on today's episode, we are going to share some events from the Weekly Goodness. We're going to talk about our lives in Everett. And then we're going to share our interview with Lara and Stephen from the lab in Everett. Is that Lara or is it Laura? I think, Laura? It, is, I think it is Lara, but I feel like you're just really emphasizing <laughs> Lara. Lara. L-A-R-A. Okay, guys. Now that we've taken care of that, let's jump in. Okay, guys. Let's talk about our lives in Everett, shall we? We shall. <laughs> okay, so here are the things that I want to talk about. I want to talk about Marine View Drive that's closing. I heard the Amazon's moving in, and then we would be remiss if we did not talk about the uh, apocalypse, lightning <laughs> storm, and flood that we just had, and uh, where do you guys want to start? Well, we have to have a kind of a quick podcast episode because your basement is currently flooded. Totally, and right after this, I got to go meet with a water remediation specialist because, yeah, the crazy amount of rain that happened on Monday night... Um, flooded the heck out of my basement and it's never really flooded before you know like north everett basements flood but it's not just mine i feel like everybody i know that lives in north everett has a basement their basement flooded except for garrett hunt thank goodness uh yeah i did not have to deal with that but yeah, i definitely heard uh, about a few other people's and i just assumed when i saw that rain coming down on monday i mean it was crazy i was going to pick up uh, some teriyaki from Oishi and I couldn't even figure out how to get into the parking lot. Cause it was just like surrounded by a lake. Yeah. And totally. I was like, I don't even know where to turn in at. Like I can't see anything. I wasn't sure how deep the water was. Like it was just crazy out there. You know, we were making dinner and I saw it coming down really hard and I was like, Oh no, it's really coming down. And then I went downstairs to check the basement and everything was fine. We have dinner. My neighbor knocks on the door soaking wet and he's like, do you have a ladder I can borrow? My gutters are overflowing and my basement's flooding. And I went outside and I brought him a ladder and then I was already soaking wet. And I was like, well, I better grab my other ladder because I have two ladders. And uh, I was like, I better check my gutters too. And they were totally overflowing. And what happened is my gutters overflowed, filled up my window wells. So those were like full to the top. So like when I went down into my basement and looked in the windows, it was like I was underwater. <laughs> and then, Crazy. Uh, what a trip. And then I cleared the debris from the gutters and it was like, I was like, it was like being in a shower, you know, I was wearing rain gear, but I was soaked in like 10 seconds and then, uh, get all the gutters clear and then go down to the basement. And then the floor drain in my basement is just flooding my basement. So, mm. There we go. Sucks, man. Sorry. Sorry to you and everyone out there having to deal with any flooding or issues that all that, that rain caused. I mean, it's just crazy getting that much rain that quick. I mean, it's totally wow. Yeah. Like my yard was a lake and, uh, the weird thing about homeowners insurance is it mo most likely won't cover the damage to my basement because 
you need flood insurance. Like if rain floods your basement, it's uh, considered groundwater, which is flood insurance. And if you don't have flood insurance, but if a pipe breaks and it's water damage, then your homeowner's insurance covers it. Which is crazy because you never really think about needing flood insurance unless you live, you know, next to a river yeah. or something <laughs> like in a low, low area. Totally. But, uh, yeah, it's wild. But luckily my great insurance agents at McLean <laughs> are kind of walking me through it. I love McLean. There you go. How do you fare in uh, all the crazy weather, Henry? I don't know because I was sick yesterday. That's so right. I was, uh, full disclosure, mostly on the toilet or sleeping <laughs> yesterday. And um, TMI. <laughs> I think I slept through all of the rain. I was just, I woke up and I was like looking through messages and Sierra was like, it's raining like crazy here. And I was like, it is. And I look outside, nothing's happening. It was kind of weird. Oh. Um, so yeah, I don't know how the basement of my house is because my landlord has the key to the basement. That's like oh. his stuff. So I have no clue what's Hopefully going on. He's down checked there. on it. <laughs> he's a home inspector, so he should be pretty oh, up yeah. on things. Yeah, yeah. He, he knows his stuff. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, hopefully his stuff didn't get get ruined. But the lightning storm was pretty wild. Oh, before we get into the lightning storm, uh, Everett High flooded, which is sad, oh, including yeah. the gym and some classrooms oh, no. and a theater. So. Oof. I know that they have sucks. they have crews there right now. I think. Dang, such yeah. a bummer. I know that sucks. And then the lightning storm, which generated one of the greatest performing Facebook posts of all time <laughs> uh, on Live and Everett. Thanks to me. Thank uh, you, me. You know what? I haven't actually heard you talk about this Facebook post yet. <laughs> we. I was out yesterday, and I was like, "Did anybody say anything?" Because like that was pretty cool. I'm just kidding. I've never heard anyone prick about a Facebook post quite so much. Look, I was stoked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know how that was going to go, how that was going to go, but the lightning Turns storm out Pikachu was, performs well for I, our audience. I guess so. The lightning storm was incredible to look at. I'm glad everything was safe and nobody got struck by lightning or whatever, but super cool. I was at RC's party watching Fretland in the backyard. Um, and there was just tons of, it was so cool watching like that show with all the lightning oh, and wow. everything. And I rode my motorcycle. So I was like, Ooh, I better get home before the sky cracks open and then I have to ride home in the pouring down rain. So I left as soon as the light, as soon as I felt the first raindrop, but then I went to Legion park in my car and watched the lightning. It was so awesome. Yeah. I just like opened up cause my window faces out to the street and we have a covered porch. So I like opened up my window and like hung out on the porch and was just watching it all roll, roll by. It was really cool. Thank goodness. No, one got hurt. Yeah. 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 I was sure. kind of bummed. I was uh, out of town over in the Leavenworth area for a wedding and I, there, there was some, uh, lightning and a little thunder over there as well. But, um, yeah, we were in just like a hotel room, like sleeping with the baby and, you know, she goes to bed early. And so I feel like I didn't really get to appreciate it nearly as much as you guys did over here. Yeah, yeah pretty, was, pretty wild weather this last week. Yeah, for sure. I think if we get another lightning storm, I'm going to stand on the roof of my house shirtless while Thunderstruck <laughs> plays on a loop. You know, when I cleared out my patio, I jackhammered up my patio last summer, and it was during a lightning storm. And I was, and so I put on Metallica's Ride the Lightning and jackhammered yeah. at the lightning storm. <laughs> <laughs> that's <Amazing>. pretty metal. <laughs> that is pretty metal. Uh, let's talk about Rainview Drive closing. Because that's, that's yeah. hot right and I, now. I know you guys talked about it before, but yeah, I think we should at least remind people that's that's coming up this week, uh, starting September 17th. It'll be closed 10 days, and the uh, bridge will be getting placed. Hopefully none of that um, I know. flooding 
uh, screws any of their stuff up. Because did you guys see yeah, uh, West Marine View Drive and how buried it was underwater? Yeah, and that bridge is supposed to help deal with some of the water too. Right. Know? So if only that bridge would have been there, maybe my basement would have flood, wouldn't have flooded. Well, dang. But yeah, so. it's actually happening. I cannot believe that it's happening. Yeah, so that's so, that's the current I'm plan. Excited. It's uh, it's happening soon, my friends. I will say, City of Everett, if you are listening, you should totally put a camera somewhere so we can like watch it. Yeah, like, do yeah, a it'd be time a killer lapse. time lapse. Really cool. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how long it'll actually take. Like when they're lifting it in, into place. Like I know I went and watched uh, a few years back when they were moving the Warehouser building, and we probably stood there for like an hour and watched it move like a foot. You right, know, right. like it was like a super slow process but it's still cool to be able to see you know like i can look back and oh i remember when they when they moved that bridge yeah it's a massive structure you know the warehouser building when they moved that back in the day they floated it down the river have you ever seen the pictures of that house floating down the river yeah it's crazy so wild (laughs) so rad it's a big house too it's yeah it is nuts how they can just move houses around yeah i know and then not cheap what about amazon moving into town yeah, so the new uh, Riverfront Business Park. Well, I don't think the business park is new, but they have a new building down there um, of which apparently Amazon is occupying most of the building, I believe about 200,000 square feet uh, for uh, distribution. And uh, you know, a lot of mixed, uh, uh, I think fittingly so, a lot of mixed feelings about Amazon out there. Yeah, totally. But, you know, it might create some jobs in our community and... Uh, you know, I heard through the grapevine, I haven't confirmed this personally, but I heard they're going to be decent paying jobs. It's supposed <laughs> to be Amazon now pays $15 an hour minimum. Okay. So okay. that's pretty good. So they're above minimum wage. And Linda was saying that they're going to be full time. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but like full time, $15 an hour with benefits is what she said. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. Probably have to go read it in the Herald, but, um, yeah, hopefully the working conditions are good. Yeah, that's, that's like Amazon's big thing is like they'll, you know, they give you all this stuff, but then they work you to the bone. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, I've heard, listened to a couple of podcasts of um, pregnant women in particular, you know, really struggling and um, in the working conditions. And yeah, I, I'm hopeful for that too for the members of our community who are working there. But um, what I'm excited about is that I might be able to get a toaster to deliver it in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right. Once, by a robot. <laughs> once those drones start dropping things off, I know it won't be that much quicker. I want the robot to deliver stuff. And, um, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I wonder just kidding. Shop local. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, I've stopped this year. I canceled my prime. Oh, good for you. And, uh, I really don't order from Amazon unless I really, really have to. Yeah, totally. But I, really don't anymore yeah we've been ordering a lot less from amazon lately too and trying to shop local it's a trap though you know because life is so busy and it's like right if i order this now it'll be here in two days and then i don't have to think about it i have to make a special trip and the convenience it's hard yeah i do it for like usb cables and like stuff like iphone cables that break i'm just like i'll just order this on amazon because it's like eight dollars totally yeah Yeah, I think in in general, I mean, this is like a whole other conversation. We don't have to go down this rabbit trail too far, but just, you know, brick and mortar businesses trying to compete with online. It's tough. It's really tough that that retail landscape is continuing to shift. 
Yeah, I wish yeah. Amazon would open up uh, like their warehouse to where I could go to the warehouse, browse all of their products in person, and then buy the products and walk out. Like, uh, what is that called? A store? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of those. <laughs> I think they used to have those once upon a time. Now, I do wonder if eventually there will be more hybrid models like that. Um, I know I, I had to make a return to Amazon uh, recently, and one thing they started doing, I don't know if it's only with clothes, but it happened to me and, and my wife. We had a clothing item to return, and they said, hey, you can take it to Kohl's, and you don't have to package it up or anything. They just email you a QR code, and um, you just go and hand it to them. And then, of course, Kohl's then immediately gives you a coupon for Kohl's because they want you to go buy something from them. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I could see just those things starting to blend more and more the, the online and offline, uh, you know, retail kind of coming more together. Two questions. One, do you think Amazon's going to buy Kohl's? I do. Ooh. Question two. Did you get some Mark Anthony jeans while you were there? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> uh, I, I got Lee's. Oh, okay. nice. oh, man. You got some Lee pipes. Uh, Remember Lee pipes? Some silver tab. Yeah. Some silver tabs. <laughs> you got some dungarees. <laughs> Cool, man. Awesome. So, anyways. Silver tab. Oh, man. Silver tab. Shopping yeah. at Lamont's in Marysville, <laughs> buying, the, buying the least silver tabs. And you remember the, remember Bum? Bum equipment? Oh, yeah. Getting a Bum equipment t shirt. Or the t shirts that were like blurry. Do you remember when they were like, the, they would say a word, but it would be like blurry? Yeah. And, yeah. It was like, can you see this or, or whatever? Taz with a backward pants on. I had, I actually had that shirt. <laughs> Nice. He was ripping out of the shirt. Anyway, Good. of course. Good times. Well, hey, how is your guys' life and Everett going? We would love to hear from you. Drop us a line through social media. Let us know what you think about this stuff going on around town. Uh, or drop us some hot goss. You know, let, let us know what else is happening out there. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. So let's take a look at some events happening around Everett from the Weekly Goodness, which is a weekly email newsletter we send out every single Monday. So uh, who wants to kick us off with their event pick of the week? Tyler. Okay, I'm looking, I'm looking. There are a ton of cool things happening in Everett this week. Um, I hate karaoke, so I'm not going to that. I'll, I'll, I'll plug that one. I don't drink beer, so I'm not. Uh, maybe go to that. There uh, are a lot of every beer week is yeah, this week. So totally, there's a yeah. lot of beer week events. Totally. Tons By the way, I went to an every beer week event last Saturday. Oh, good. You went to that to the Barleywood Squares thing, and I was one of the Hollywood Squares. Oh my gosh, I got to tell you guys a story. Okay. The girl that I dated for like six years uh, before Laura and I met, we broke up. She kind of broke up with me for another guy who was my friend. I get to, and I haven't seen him in like 10 years. I get to Barleywood squares. He's working there. He's like kind of weird to me. Won't make eye contact. Then my ex-girlfriend walks in. That's <laughs> awkward, but we're adults. So it was fine. But then the girl that I dated before the girl that I dated before Laura 
walked in and sat down with them and all three of them were together no way (laughs) (laughs) this is a true story i swear and then you're like one of the participants in the event like up on stage or whatever and i'm not gonna lie that felt pretty good they introduced me as tyler chisholm local celebrity wow (laughs) and they were sitting there and i was like yeah 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 that's true local celebrity (laughs) oh man what a riot do you think it was their monthly meeting to to their monthly tyler hate meeting I don't know. It's like the odds of it are just, what are the odds of that? You know? So back when you were dating these women, uh, were they already like friends? Did these girls know each other back then? Were they friends? Um, they were maybe kind of, they sort of started hanging out when close to about the time where, um, I, we broke up Okay. the second girl (laughs) I broke up. That's funny. So anyway, what am I doing this week now that I'm done telling that story? I can't believe I haven't told you guys that story. No, the segment's done now. This is... Yeah. <laughs> we're we're enough, good. Enough said. <laughs> All right. I think I'm going to go to Engage Everett because I really like Engage Everett and connecting. Plus, it's at the Buzz Inn on Broadway. And I'm going to get a chili burger, sub veggie patty. Nice. And that is Wednesday, 4.30 p.m., Buzz Inn on Broadway. Dude, my parents have been so into the Buzz Inn lately. I guess they do like half price breakfast on Sunday or something like that. And they've been like raving about it. I'm like, dude, that is my dad's (laughs) spot. He loves the buzz in too. Those baby boomers. And he always talks about how he knows Billy Tackett. He's like, yeah, I was out on Billy Tackett's boat a few years ago. Billy Tackett's the owner of buzz in. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, what are you doing, Henry? (laughs) (laughs) You stole my thunder with the uh, engage every because I do love going to buzz in and getting a getting a steak dinner. You know, there's just some, something so Snohomish County about going to buzz in and getting a steak dinner on a rainy night. It's perfect. Um, I don't know. I'm probably I don't like IPAs, but the Everett Ultimate IPA Showdown is interesting to me. That does sound pretty cool. Um, just because it's all of Everett's brewers like getting together to find out who who's got the best IPA in town. So I might swing by. There, Toggles is always a good time. Plus, they tap the Everett beer. Oh, nice. Um, on Sunday or Saturday, something like that. The kickoff, Friday. So I really want to try it. So if not, if I don't get a pint today, I'll get a pint on Thursday, 5 p.m., uh, the Everett Ultimate IPA Showdown. That's a good event. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, that's really sweet. And if you want to see all the Everett Beer Week events going on, go to everettbeerweek.com. Another one that I'll plug quickly is... Uh, not only is there going to be karaoke at Scuttlebutt on Friday at 6, but there's going to be a live band playing for you yeah, yeah. while you sing karaoke, which if you're into karaoke, I feel like that's, that's pretty sweet. Pretty cool. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen that before. Yeah. They do it at the casino. Do they? Oh, really? Yeah. 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 They lay up every once in a while. But yeah, if you want to know what it's like to be in Tellers or Oliver Elvarmy, <laughs> now's your chance to play with a live, sing with a live band. It's a pretty so, good uh, idea. I do think if you're into karaoke, that's going to be the jam. Oh, it's the ultimate, right? Yeah. Because totally. you can feel the music now. Looks like the band is uh, under the puddle. Hmm. So uh, yeah, Friday at 6 p.m. looks pretty fun. And then also real quick, I'm going to sneak in a second one if that's okay, guys. Please. Sure. Sneak uh, I, I forgot this was the Saturday, but I actually really want to try and go to this. I've always wanted to go. It is the historic Everett home tour uh, kicking off at the Van Valley house on Colby. You can take a walking tour of Everett's historic homes. Uh, with historians uh, that is this saturday at 10 a.m and uh yeah I'm, I'm hoping i can make it to that i've always thought that sounded like a really cool event here's a pro tip if you go to the van bailey house mm-hmm. go into the dining room walk through it notice the wallpaper and then go back and then 
stare at the wallpaper for a while and like really <laughs> take it in. It's amazing. Huh. It's a William Morris design and it's like the longer you look at it, the more you're like, this really is the best wallpaper. Interesting. Okay. I'm yeah. ashamed to say I've never been inside the Van Valley house. So, uh, it's just another either. reason for me to go. I don't even know where it is. How about that? How about that? Living <laughs> oh, over well, podcast. Yes. I got that on you. <laughs> idiot. It's you'd, on Colby. Yeah. You'd probably recognize it if you saw it. It's, uh, it's on, on Colby in like 24. Oh yeah. It has the sign like outside of it. First oh something. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere around there. So yeah. That, there's, there's a sign okay. up front Van Bailey house. And so the city of Everett owns that. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And, I know uh, where that is. Which Sorry. is why I believe it's kicking off there. But then I think all the other homes that they're touring, don't quote me on this, but I think it's, you know, private, private residences and, uh, some different cool places, uh, historic homes around town. So, uh, yeah, Saturday at 10 AM. There we go. That's what we picked out for this week. For more details and to get the weekly goodness sent directly to your inbox every Monday, just go to liveinover.com slash subscribe. And up next is our interview with Lara and Steve from the lab at Everett. <laughs> Poor Lara. Oh man. Well, hello, everyone. Garrett here along with Henry J. with two special guests with us today. Uh, Steve Cheerwadi from uh, the lab at Everett and Laura Miriam Smith from the Northwest Innovation Resource Center, also known as the NWIRC. And uh, the lab opened uh, last year. Uh, it's a resource of the NWIRC. And the lab is a creative space for innovation to thrive. I'm a huge fan of what they're doing over there. I've been to a number of their events and I've gotten to know and uh, work with them a bit. So I'm really excited to uh, have you guys here with us today to share about some of the cool stuff you are doing. Uh, so yeah, thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So let's just start with uh, some of the basics. And why don't you uh, tell us uh, who you are and what you do. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, your roles uh, at the lab. And the NWIRC. Uh, so I am the program manager and client advising services for the Northwest Innovation Resource Center, NWIRC. Uh, and what I do is I work with entrepreneurs, inventors, innovators, everyday people um, who have ideas, who want to figure out how to take them and turn them into a business or a product and advise them through that process to figure out how do I get from this idea in my head to something real and tangible that's out there. That's a lot of the work that I do. And my background is that I am an entrepreneur. I was a teacher, had an idea for a product that I wanted to take to market and decided to, to do that, to take the leap into entrepreneurship with no business background at the time and just jumped right into the waters and figured it out, uh, stumbled a lot wishing that I had a resource like what the NWIRC does. Um, we didn't exist when I was doing, doing my business um, back in the early aughts. So um, I'm happy to be able to help others now navigate that path and learn from the experiences that I had. Yeah, it's awesome. And I've met with you a number of times. You've been helping advise me on some Live in Everett stuff, which has been awesome. Yeah. I've been so grateful and thankful. And yeah, it's so cool uh, what you do. Thanks. And how about you, Steve? So first of all, I, I want to comment about using the term the aughts. I really, <laughs> I really like that. Thank you. Um, that has just made my day. And yeah, I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that from here on out. What um, is the aughts? I didn't catch the, that. 0100 uh, 000, 2000 to, uh, to 2010. Oh, so, funny. So yeah. Aught, nice. Aught five, aughts. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> anyway, I never hear that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, 
So I'm Steve Cherwadi. I am the lab manager or the community manager over at the lab. So I manage the facility and uh, deal with the events when they come in, talk to everybody, uh, give people tours. You know, I think that's that's pretty much the gist of, of what we're doing is, is I just I just manage the space. Um, it is the physical embodiment of the, uh, uh, the NWIRC. It's a resource. And so, you know, the, the actual physical space needs managing, um, the events need planning, and that's pretty much what I do. My, my background is in, um, is actually in safety science. I'm actually a, a former safety engineer and I changed careers recently. Um, so, but this has been very pleasant, uh, for me to, to be a part of this. And, and I've known Laura now for almost a couple of years, mm-hmm. right? going on a couple of years. And she's been incredibly helpful to me in, in you know, my, my personal venture. And as a way for me to be a part of it and stay close, I'm, I'm now the manager there. So it's been fantastic and uh, really excited about what's coming. It's awesome. And we've been grateful to have you there. Absolutely. So talk to us a little bit more and help our listeners understand like what and where the NWIRC is and then what and where the lab is and how they relate. You bet. So the NWIRC is a nonprofit organization. We have been around since 2011. We started out of Whatcom County. However, the goal was always to be a resource for the five counties of Northwest Washington. So Snohomish County North. The idea being to see economic vitality in this area through entrepreneurial activity in whatever form or fashion that would come in, whether that's individuals trying to start businesses, um, helping support existing businesses to grow, inventors who just want to license a product, they never actually build a business, whatever it looks like, our goal was to help those people with advising services, creating customized roadmaps, basically, to try to help them navigate through the what do I do next um, questions that come up when you're starting a new venture or launching a new product. And we do that by also working with um, resources in the community. Um, Individual subject matter experts um, are one of those resources. Businesses that want to help startups with their needs for prototyping or marketing or, or, or launching something into the world. So those kinds of resources that are out there. Um, and then uh, tools that they may need that they're just not even aware of how to use um, that might be things like social media um, as a way to be able to get the word out about what it is that they're doing. A lot of people who come to see us in the beginning never, never worked in social media, don't know how really to use it other than something that's social for them, um, not from their business perspective. So our goal as the NWIRC was to help them navigate through those pieces with strategy, resources, and tools. Um, to be able to help them build and create the next great idea right here where they are without having to move someplace else to find those resources and tools because they're here, which is what's really amazing about this area. So um, how that ties into the lab is that one of the things that came up as a result of the work we've been doing since 2011 is... This, the, there was a key component that seemed to be missing for a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of um, not just um, startup businesses, but um, members of the community in general, um, government entities, city, state leaders, were all saying there needs to be this resource that we can have in Everett that can help people launch and coalesce around innovation. 
And so that's what we really look to create out of the lab at Everett and its its moniker of being a creative space for innovation to thrive, because there's a lot of different ways in which innovation can thrive. Absolutely. And when, when, sorry, I don't know if you said this or not. When did the NWIRC start? 2000, start? 2011. 2011. Yeah. Okay. And then the lab started was Just it after late the last aughts. year. Yeah, just after, <laughs> just after the odds, yeah. Right. I missed my opportunity, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then the lab started, was it late 2018 when the, the lab at Everett? Officially, we officially opened our doors in, actually, this year. January, oh, was it this January, year? January 7th. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were close January. last year, okay. but didn't, didn't quite get there, so, yeah, January. Cool. So it was early 2019. Yeah. Um, so, Steve, tell us a little bit more about the lab. So, first of all, there's sort of an entrepreneurial trajectory that people go through when they're starting to question, do you want to change your career? Do you want to build something? Do you want to bring something to the community? And the lab supports that through a variety of membership options. Um, Essentially, the entire facility, we have a lot of events there. There's a big common room, and I'll just give you a quick description of the lab. It's a big common room with a few incubators on the side. And this is right up by uh, Everett Community College. That's correct. It's actually in the same parking lot as WSU, uh, that branch. And... um, Essentially, we've, we've got our, our events in the big common room. Um, our events have been open. Uh, we do have some members-only things you know, happening, but this is mostly it's been open the entire time. Yeah, so I've, when, I've probably already been to maybe half a dozen of yeah, the events. Yeah, you've been to a lot of them. Yeah. They've, they've been awesome. I've, I've really enjoyed them. Yeah, they've been fantastic. And we have a, a membership structure that kind of takes people from just toying with the idea of, hey, I have this really cool idea for an invention or I want to you know, build a startup. I want to do something. Well, the first part of that is just dipping your toe in the water. It's not going full out, renting yourself a commercial space and going, now I'm going to do this. You know, it's, a lot of times you just want to know what's the environment like? Um, who are the people that are around? Who are the people who know things? Because I don't know anything. That's what I found out when I, when I started. Um, so it's really important just to have a, a place, a facility where people can meet and it's kind of like I'd mentioned before, you know, you just put a lot of entrepreneurs and creatives together and just add coffee. And, and really, you know, things start happening, relationship, relationships really to start forming almost automatically. And, and so when you're dipping your toe in the water and you're really trying to figure out, um, do you want to do this? Is the environment right for this? Are the people okay for this? Um, there's the associate membership. And that is the lowest cost um, membership and basically you get a place you get a physical location for your address that you can have your mail sent um, you've got free coffee free wi-fi you've got a place you can you can be so it's kind of like starbucks except without all the ruckus um, and whenever i'm at the lab whenever the manager is in it's your space you can be there actually i, I take that back uh, I'm describing the, the think tank uh, <laughs> when, when you're ready to take that step. The associate membership, though, does give you access to some of our experts, um, the experts in residence that are going to be sitting there. And we have six of them currently. Um, one is a lawyer. Uh, actually, we have two lawyers, two accountants, um, and they're there to answer questions. So members get access to those to those folks. Nice. Um, of course, being at the events, you get to kind of see what's what's going on and, and take that step. Do you want an associate membership? 
And the I, events are free for right. people to be able to kind of check it out, test That's the correct. water, mm-hmm. see if they want to become a member. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then they can come talk to me if they want to, to step that up. But the, the rest of the trajectory kind of goes, you know, when you're ready to start taking a step away from your traditional day job or your, or your work, or you just need some place to be after, after work hours, um, we're open till seven. And, um, you know, when you move into the think tank membership, uh, it's your office for regular hours. Um, and I'll be there. And as we move on, there's even an advanced trajectory. When you're, when you're at the end of the trajectory and you're really starting to hire people and get co-founders and things like that, then there's the incubator cells, which are um, pretty fantastic. They're, you know, it's, it's your space. You're, you're renting that space as, a, uh, as your office and you have a key for 24-7 access. Nice. So, um, and, and nobody's relegated to any particular place. The space, if you're a member, um, associates, Generally speaking, the, the big benefit for the, for the lowest level of membership is access to the community message board online. So you don't really get to use the space, but you get to be there for everything. And you do get to use the conference rooms a couple times a month. Um, but it's really just dipping your toe in the water to get started. I hope that answers some of what we do. <laughs> Laura, yeah. do you have anything to add to that? I think in it, um, the, the, the space and all of the, the pieces that are there are, are great along the, the steps that you're taking, right? This ties into how the NWIRC was, was sort of motivated to bring this about was because sometimes you need those places to be able to actually do the things that you need to do next. And it can't always be your home, can't always be the garage can't always be a Starbucks or a coffee shop, right? It has to be something. Um, and, and so having a place where that innovation and that creativity and that energy that comes along with thinking through these ideas. And, and when you meet any entrepreneur, they're passionate about what they're doing. So there's a lot of energy that goes along with it. And part of that energy is being able to communicate and share that with others. And so having a physical space where you can do that, run into other people who are challenged by the same problems that you are has a lot of value uh, for when you're just getting going uh, with an idea. So that innovation, energy, and challenges is a big part of what motivated us for for being able to create the lab. Um, Additionally, I think the the other pieces to me that the lab really offers um, as a space is the workshops and events that you've mentioned, because that's an opportunity for anybody in the community to come in and see this energy, this, this, um, these groups of people trying to create and do things, whether it's, um, you know, just a, a, a mom who's got some idea in the back of her head that she wants to do something or a student who's working on a project and thinks, wow, I could actually take this project and do something with it in the long run. Um, they can come in and learn from the experts who do these events or come in and, and start having opportunities to collaborate with, with others that are in that space. One other piece that I think, um, is a really valuable piece of the, the innovation lab. And it's part of this broader conversation we can have about innovation um, are the um, community innovation challenges that we do that are about working with established businesses or small startups and helping them work through the design challenges or, or just any kind of problem that they're trying to solve, but they can't get through it on their own. We have ways to be able to bring people together to help them work through that. Uh, and, and come up with innovation, innovative, unique solutions that wouldn't have come out if it hadn't been for a diverse group of people coming together to solve them. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, I know you've already 
talked about a, a lot of the, the resources that, that you offer. Any other additional resources you want to mention as far as like, because I know you have like the design thinking space mm-hmm. and the uh, the maker space. What all do you have in the maker space? There's like a 3D printer and uh, yeah, for some right, other resources. For there. right now, um, we do have the ability to do some prototyping, you know, but you know, here's what I found. Um, it takes a lot of groundwork uh, to really get to that point. Um, we haven't really, we have a makerspace. It's going through some changes right now. We do have a 3d printer and a laser cutter, uh, laser engraver and uh, vinyl cutter and, and things like that. So we do have some, some of those, uh, actually we, we have a vacuum forming machine there, uh, <laughs> as well, but that's just, they're all, you know, we are, we're still kind of, we're still trying to define what the need is. Um, what are people actually going to use? So we could be moving uh, the mini maker space to another room pretty soon. Um, we could be rearranging sort of our thought process on this because really to get to that point where you're bringing a physical object into reality, um, there's so much client advising stuff that needs to happen before you get there. Um, we don't offer somebody just coming in and saying, hey, can you prototype this for me real quick? Um, it's really more through the channels of the NWIRC and then also coming into the lab to use the resources as a member. Um, that's, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, that's kind of what we're talking about. But as far as, as far as our physical machines and our fast fabrication, we do have some things available that could easily bring your idea from just a, a idea in your mind to a real object you can hold in your hand. And that's pretty exciting. Um, in what way we'll be using that was we're still evolving. Um, but yes, we do have some of those things. Yeah. I love it. And, and, the, uh, and I'll speak to the design thinking space. Cause that's kind sure. of a, that, that was part of, of my push, uh, when we were creating this space, because it's a process that we use as part of the client advising services, uh, components. And it's a great process for doing really innovative thinking. And for a lot of startups and entrepreneurs, they need to embrace that kind of innovative thinking, but it's very hard to do without some structure. And design thinking as a process is something that allows that to happen. So the workshop that we have there is the place for those kinds of innovative challenges to happen, those kinds of community collaboration projects that we just talked about. That's a great space for those things to happen in. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. So how has the uh, response been so far at the lab? Well, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, you know, our current members are, are pretty happy with everything that we're doing. They, they really appreciate, uh, you know, having the, the space and having also the client services through N- NWIRC. Um, we get, I get walk-ins every day that are very curious about what we're doing and, and I'm, you know, always give them a tour and show them around and just kind of explain like, here's the IRC and, and here's what, what the lab does. And, um, it's been very positive. We, you know, for just coming in early this year, um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with where we're headed. And uh, I'm, I'm curious because I feel like being in the unique field that you guys are in, you get to kind of take a little bit of a temperature of our local you know, innovation scene or entrepreneurial world, whatever you want to call it. I'm curious if you've kind of had any ob- observations about kind of our, our local uh, innovators here in the, uh, the greater Everett area. Yeah, I... Um... I find people that I'm interacting with who are coming from Everett and Snohomish County and actually anywhere in the the five counties, ultimately, 
but Everett in particular, there's a lot of innovation that goes on here behind the scenes. There are a tremendous number of people who are, they are engineers or tradespeople working with their hands, building things all of the time, and just constantly thinking about new ways to do things and improve upon them. And a lot of times they don't have an outlet for where to go find out, okay, I've got this idea for improving it. Maybe it's something that they can do within their business, or maybe it's a whole new idea. Um, So it's not something they want to take to an employer. It's something brand new that they want to try and launch and do themselves. They don't have any idea how to approach or to do that. Um, And so there are a lot of those people here. There's a lot of creative energy that goes on just because of the nature of the businesses that are in this space. Boeing being a big one of those. I mean, just a ton of people who have that kind of creativity. And I think that's really cool to be able to find ways to harness the the innovation that's going on uh, in the area. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's 40,000 40, mechanics and and really talented engineers and, and, yeah. and people who put their hands on, on these materials and know how to actually make stuff. Um, it's like, it's an untapped, it's kind of an untapped resource because there's so many questions when you want to take it and go off on your own and do something. Um, that was my, my problem is, I had the details, but I didn't know any of the structure. I didn't know how to do any of that. And that's why I contacted the NWIRC from, from my venture. And, you know, I think it's, it's, there is some level of when you've, when you've been working in a, a, a traditional job, your nine to five job, you kind of get into this institutionalized mindset of, of there's only one way to do things. And, you know, it kind of something like the resources that you get through the lab or, or the client services through NWIRC kind of throws the door open and goes, you know what, these barriers that you thought were here really aren't here. Um, a lot of the work is very inexpensive. It's just time. Mm-hmm. It takes time to think about these things. It takes time to structure your thoughts. And by the time you get to spending money, there could be a lot of people interested. Um, so a lot of that work is done mentally first. And uh, that's kind of what client services does. And the lab is there to facilitate building that team, being there, being around other entrepreneurs and making those relationships so you can cooperatively move forward. So you guys have so many ways to help innovators, people who have an idea to do something. But who is the lab for? You know, because there could be such a wide gamut of Mm -hmm. ideas and types of businesses out there. People might be interested in starting is any and everything fair game or, you know, like, like who, who's really kind of the ideal, um, person that, that the lab is good for? I think the, uh, the really cool thing about innovation is it can happen with anyone. Uh, anyone has the ability to have a really good idea and try to figure out what to do with it. It's a question of whether or not they want to take that leap. Um, I think the, the things that we're looking for, the way in which the, the lab is designed is, it's not a place where you're going to stay forever. It's a place to come, collaborate, get feedback from people, grow and incubate your business so that ultimately you outgrow that space. You move beyond being that incubated little startup and you move into doing something different or you license out your idea or you do something. Um, but the idea being that you're there for a while. You're there to nurture, grow, feed off the creative energy that's there, and then be able to to launch yourself out in other parts uh, of the county or the world or wherever you may go. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. And um, any success stories so far? 
I think the success stories that we talk about at the lab are less around the individuals who've come in and it comes back to more of that what we're trying to build as the space for creative innovation for creative innovators to come and thrive is through some of the events and activities that we've done and actually i'm gonna let steve talk about a couple of those because you had one of them i did and one of them you had a lot more to do with so you talk about what you guys and which ones are we talking about now the uh the hackathon you oh my the goodness hackathon. oh the hackathon oh gee whiz <laughs> the hackathon was so much fun um, I had such a good time with that. It was a uh, it was a, an activity that we we had the students over from WSU and ECC. There was uh, a, a team specifically yep. from ECC also, and um, we had them over to use the space for a robotics twenty four hour hackathon. And um, here's what I have to say about that: it was catered by the students. I'm there. Um, they had the meals there. They had uh, everybody was there's a huge amount of energy. Um, the students were 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 tasked with um, creating these shoddy robots, uh, robots that kind of function in a silly sort of way, and it was incredibly successful. I, I had a I had a blast with that. But we worked. Um, they were separated into teams. They were given a grab bag of items that they had to use. So I don't know if you're familiar with like guys grocery games or, or any of the <laughs> no. food network type stuff, but it's kind of like there's a surprise element, you know? And so they're all given okay. these, these tasks and they're said, by the way, you have to use this particular thing. Maybe it's a fly swatter um, or something like that. And uh, they have to use it or a foam shooter. And they had to use those along with all their servos. They had to program everything and they had to do it within 24 hours. Um, amazing process to watch and the students are incredibly clever but that has to be i don't know are we into the next question i mean are we, are we talking <laughs> about some of our favorite things that we've done there or sure um but that the, the the hackathon was was just an amazing experience i had a great time that uh the students had a good time um and we're hoping i think we're we're hoping to have more of those mm -hmm. uh, at some point yeah. in, the, in the future um, yeah out of your favorite like events or classes that you guys have done so far would you say that was one of your favorites well that was as far as an event that was definitely probably my favorite event uh, as far as our classes or our talks that we have um you know recently we had ai for good mm. um ai for good was done by intellectual ventures and it was just amazing to see how our technology that we take for granted here in you know in this mecca of tech and and software and machine learning um, how it can help the poorest billion people on the planet and it really was eye-opening and just an amazing uh it, it makes you feel good to be working on something like that and that those are the kind of events that i really like um uh but definitely you know also jd hoveners our uh, our patent uh, attorney who we have a good relationship with through bold ip and um, he does fantastic talks um, really interactive, uh, really gets with the audience, answers really good questions about intellectual property. Um, those, I, I'd say JT, uh, JD's and, and the uh, AI for Good were probably my two favorite events. Nice. I, uh, so my favorite event goes back to one of my success stories there, which was one of the first innovation challenges that we did, and it was a design thinking innovation challenge. So it was specifically using the design thinking process. And we did that in combination with Fluke Industries and uh, Mac Miller. And we were able to bring in teams of um, engineers from Fluke, 
entrepreneurs in the community, students, and then just some general community members to come in and, and work through some challenges, some innovation challenges um, that they were having to be able to, to power through and find unusual solutions that get them outside of you know, how they're traditionally thinking about problems and challenges. And that was awesome because it was two days of just high energy, innovative, creative thinking, you know, nothing's off the table. You have to figure out how to make things work, which I love that kind of, that kind of creativity. It really, really works. Um, so that was probably one of the things that I loved the most being able to do, um, hit my, hit my, um, my, my best, my best parts of, of loving design thinking and what it does for innovation. I think in terms of events and some of the talks that we've had, we've been so fortunate this year. We have had some amazing speakers come in. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. We've had folks from Microsoft come in and talk about their startups program. They come in to talk about the garage program. Um, which is their sort of internal incubator. Um, and um, we've had a lot of people being able to come in and talk about the value of a lot of the digital technology and the new um, tools that are being used for the new digital economy in terms of things like artificial intelligence, machine learning, data analytics, cybersecurity, all of those pieces that are super important for businesses and startups to be thinking about, but maybe they just don't have any idea what to even do or make of them. And so we've had a lot of subject matter experts coming in to talk about those things, which is, those have been my favorite group because they're just, they're outside of the realm that I'm used to. And it's just fascinating to me to listen to. We had Nella Ludlow from mm-hmm. WSU come in and talk about um, quantum computing, which was always this sort of great big mystery to me. And she did a great job of breaking it down and it's really eye-opening to think about the changes that are coming in technology that I've sort of been passively looking at, but hadn't really thought about their impact so much in innovation till this year. Yeah, I didn't realize quantum computing was even a thing yet. Um, <laughs> so, so it's it's really great being at some of these events because you you get to see yeah IoT. This is a this is a real thing. Uh, quantum computing. I I used to read like old Robert Ludlum. You know, uh, there's a couple of different authors that talked about quantum computing and DNA computing and all these really cool things. Well, that's a reality now. Um, Hmm. so getting to, getting to be there and, and not only that, but when we market the, uh, the events that attracts like-minded individuals who are all looking to learn about that particular topic, but you start running into people and you all entrepreneurs and innovators have a lot of the same needs. Maybe they're different industries, but it's the same needs. And, And so just being there with everybody else, like I said, just add coffee, add something intriguing and coffee and a space and there you go. Things start happening. Bada bing. <laughs> so the lab fosters innovation and entrepreneurship, I know are kind of like the big themes there. Mm-hmm. Why are these things important? So there's a, uh, an interesting statistic that's out there uh, about entrepreneurship and, and new businesses. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little bit of trivia. See, okay. what, you, see what you think you know about oh, um, how, many people, how many people out there think about ideas Okay. And think about good opportunities in business. Hmm. And we're, this is not just Everett. This is the entire United States population. How many people, percent-wise, do you think hmm. think about good ideas and think that there are opportunities in business? Gosh. Well, I know I'm always thinking that way. Um, 320%. Uh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm, I'm going to say... <laughs> 
67 percent 67 percent i don't know that's pretty good hey steve i haven't even talked to you about this what do you think i i was just reaching out that was my guess 320 no, I, I don't know i i would i would say um you know perhaps 14 percent so 60 percent oh that's 60 uh, okay yep 60 wow, percent wow. so, so the majority you were getting you were getting kind of close there closer to two-thirds of people have ideas mm. and they think about doing something with them now i'll ask you how many people do you think actually do something with them Ooh, i have a feeling this might be slightly lower <laughs> let's go with uh my lucky number 14 i say 14 percent i i'd say a hundredth of one percent. A hundredth of one percent. <laughs> Steve's going for the extremes right. here. I'm going, I'm going low. Yeah. Well, lucky number fourteen works for you today. Fourteen percent of Americans no way. call themselves entrepreneurs. I nailed it. Wow. You did. That's that was really, awesome. I'm I, totally impressed. I got That's lucky. Great. And I am really not a numbers guy. Apparently <laughs> not. Three hundred and twenty to point one. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is what's really important about entrepreneurship and innovation. There is a big gap between people thinking and seeing and observing and and noticing that there are good opportunities and then the percent of people who actually pursue it. That's a pretty big gap. There's a lot of lost innovation that happens because people just don't pursue it. I I can't tell you how many times in, in, in my role in client advising services, I get people who come in and they're like, well, I had this idea and I didn't do it and then I saw it on the shelf. Mm. And it's a very common refrain. And so we're here to help fill in that gap to try to capture more of that innovation. We are, again, statistically speaking, one of the most innovative entrepreneurial countries in the world. Mm. And we're still missing out on opportunities because people don't feel like they have the right next steps to be able to take or they just don't know where to go to find it. I'm curious what your guys' favorite thing is about the innovation field or entrepreneurial world, whatever you want to call it, this, this realm. Do you guys have any favorite thing about it? Okay. So, um, okay. So I have something that I refer to as brain candy. It is just, I like to have an idea and chew it over and, and really dive deep into, you know, problem solving or whatever. I guess what I like is, is sort of that nice fluffy feeling of just kind of thinking about stuff. Right. Hmm. Um, and maybe going to a whiteboard and mapping it all out. Laura's seen me take clients <laughs> over many times and just, Hey, let's start talking. And, and it's not really my place, but at the same time, that's where I, I kind of like to be. Um, so my favorite thing is just kind of being in that pink fluffy cloud of just thinking about these juicy problems and how we can solve them. I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's just, it, like I said, it's kind of like brain candy to me. I just kind of love thinking about that. That's awesome. another fantastic answer. You liked my double odds. I'm, I'm really loving the pink fluffiness there. All right, That's there pretty we go. Cool. Makes me think of cotton candy. That's right. Uh, I think one of the things for me about innovation is that there is nothing that puts a hard box around the outside of it. There are so many different levels of what constitutes innovation. And for anyone to feel like they don't have the opportunity to be innovative would would worry me because I think everybody does have that ability, whether it's a small incremental change or whether it's, you know, life altering, you know, big big innovations that change the world. Any of those, all of those are important. And I think that to me is what's really cool about being an innovation. Um, Because in the course of any one day, I could meet with 
five clients and I would cover the spectrum of different industries and different backgrounds of those people. Every thing is, every time it's different. There's not commonalities necessarily between any of them other than they're being innovative and creative. Yeah. Which is awesome. I love that. Totally. It's like a mental combo platter of just everything, right? And you just get a little bit of everything, which I I love that diversity as well. Totally. Um, Well, awesome. I love what you guys are doing. Where can, uh, where can people learn more and uh, anything else that they should know? Uh, I think the best place place to learn more about the lab at Everett and the Northwest Innovation Resource Center is at our website, www.nwirc.com. We have uh, lots of events that are taking place at the lab at Everett. If anybody wants to come by and check it out, they can look at our website and see what's coming up. I know September and October, I think we've got things almost every week uh, that are happening in the lab. So there's a lot of opportunities to come and as Steve likes to say, dip your toe in the water and find out more. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm there, uh, right now during our regular business hours, which are 1130 to seven. Um, I'm there to do walk-ins. I'll take people around, show you around, uh, let you know just so you can see the space. And I'm, I'm happy to talk to people when they come through the door. Awesome. Very cool. I love what you guys are doing over there. Keep up the great work and, uh, thanks for joining us today. Hey, if you enjoy Live in Everett, you can help support us with a donation to our Patreon. Even a dollar a month helps us deliver stories, videos, and this podcast about the good things in Everett every single week. If you want to know more, you can head over to patreon.com slash live in Everett to donate today and help support Live in Everett. Also, quick shout out to one of our new patrons, Desiree Dorsey. Thank you so much uh, for signing up. She signed up at the $20 Oh Level. my gosh. I'm standing up. I'm standing amazing. up right now. The standing ovation from That is from quite Henry. the level of support. Yeah. Thank you. That is very, very cool. Thank you so much, Desiree. Yeah, thank you for sure. And thank uh, thank you for listening to the Live and Ever podcast today. If you enjoy the podcast, please help others discover it as well by subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leaving a review. If you'd like to drop us a line, you sure can podcast at liveandever.com or leave us a voicemail at 425-341-3731. And thanks to Lara and Steve from the lab for joining us today. And special thanks to all of Ralph Army for our theme music. Good things happen in Everett because of you. So thanks so much for listening and being a part of our wonderful city. Have a great week, everyone. This is why we're Everett till the grave.